Sure, nobody else wants coffee. Hey guys, welcome to Video Vampires. This is episode 29. This is Mickey. And Jessica. We got a very special, special, special guest. Good friend Solomon Giorgio. Hi, hello. How's it going? Hello. It's good to be here. Uh, <laughs> Solomon, who you know from Conan, Drunk History. Sure, yeah. Ooh, Drunk History. With uh, He did the Mr. Rogers story. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Did you see. Uh, won't you be my neighbor yet? I've not seen it yet. I'm being very lazy. I cried yeah. a lot. I, I know, that's why I so. don't want to see it. Um, I'm see that, I'm going to see the Whitney one, and I'll just be devastated. I know. Yeah. I want oh, to see that. Whitney too, but it makes me sad. What? Whitney movie. Oh, yeah? Especially when you know the ending, it's really... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, the, the Mr. Rogers story is sad because he's just he's such a, a beacon of light yeah. in like a really shitty world right yeah. now. Whereas Whitney Houston is just a sad story because she, you know... Yeah, Beacon of Light. Beacon of Light that, that, that the darkness. extinguished. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you also wrote for SpongeBob. Yes. Adam ruins everything. Sure. Solomon was also my roommate. For a while. Oh, really? He also got me and Kate together. No way! Yeah. Yeah. Oh my I, god, so you're responsible for most yeah. of his life. Well, he just was too afraid to talk to her, so it wasn't really... <laughs> you were afraid to talk to her? That was pretty... No, it's like, <laughs> Solomon, will you please just tell your friend to come to karaoke? And then finally he just, like, he did the verbal equivalent of, like... My friend has a crush on you. <laughs> Check yes or no, or maybe. Oh my gosh! I mean, then he dragged her there, and I, you know. And the well, rest is history. Yeah, I didn't really drag her. She kind of just. Yeah. Okay. It's not like we're she like come. I pulled her or anything. Yeah. <laughs> you forced her. Well, to come. I mean, you know, of course, when we're telling the story, we want to exaggerate just a little bit to make it seem like there was a struggle. <laughs> oh yeah. Instead of she had to be convinced. Yeah. Uh, well, she did. I, I know presented she did. with a ten point argument like this is why he's a decent person. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just decent. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's not my regular person. You should. And I'm sure one through five are all like kind of you could all fit them into one category, but you know, um, what you gotta lose? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's reasons one through six. Come on, reason five through ten. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, no, Solomon did Conan. It was yeah. I you know he showed me the clip. Yeah, very funny. I was backstage was when that happened. You were? I yeah. was. And he endured watching me go to the bathroom every 10 minutes. Yeah, but for me, it was really... I mean, I don't know why, because, like, they had, like, the mini... Like, I was excited to be there for Solomon. That's, no. I mean, that's fridge, true. That but there was a mini fridge with, like, stock soda. sodas. Really? And you would think that I'd never seen them? that before. Cause, no, I didn't take them and, like, put them I in my pocket. Like, I was just <laughs> chugging them, thinking, like, this will be my last opportunity to drink soda. Like, <laughs> in the world. There's, like, yeah. we, have, we have soda at home. There yeah. was no yeah. lack of supply no. of beverages. These are mini fridge Cokes, okay? Like, okay, yeah, I remember you guys opening it, and it was you and Josh. Josh, and he opened it, and he's like, look! And it was like... What are you guys? And the thing is, I think Josh at that point was like kind of like it was right before he went to his Lacroix phase, you know, where yeah. he started drinking not non sugar. Oh yeah. But even he was excited, and we were like trying to play video games. It was like it was everything that like it was basically everything we could have done at home. Because Josh and I lived yeah, together with Solomon yeah. as well. It's much cooler when there's like a free aspect of it. Someone's yeah. Giving you. Oh yes, gifts. it's great and all, but we had a, we had a better options back yeah. then. Yeah. Literally moments before we arrived. But it's like it's like whenever I get when, when we used to work together, and every time I'd get a hotel room, I would always get excited because I'd like jump on the. I would just act like I was doing something that I shouldn't be doing, even though yeah. I could do it at home anytime I wanted. Um, See, I'm clear in hotel rooms. Yeah, I'm. The second I figured out that uh, somebody's gonna look at my mess, I was like, "Oh no! I want this lady. To, I want every person who does housekeeping for me to be like, you know what? That this guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, he's all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jess, um, what did you did you see anything since we uh, last spoke? Yes, I saw a lot of things. <laughs> actually, I've just been like, it's been hot, so I've just been in my house with the AC. Um, so I saw Sicario, two. Um, which, Back in the habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is not even close to being as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the first one you have uh, Denis Villeneuve. I'm not I sure know who he is. Yeah. yeah, I just want to make sure I pronounce that right. Um, and then you have Roger Deakins as the cinematographer. You have Taylor Sheridan as a writer. You have Johan Johansson as a composer. And it is a great movie. All of that combined just make it this like really brilliant movie. And this second one is 
kind of dog shit. Oh, so you mean like they cashed <laughs> in on? Yeah, like it. It is enjoyable. I'll say that it's a very like high speed action movie um, compared to the first one, which is probably like more of a drama. Yeah. You have Emily Blunt being this moral compass, and then in the second one, they kind of try to piece that into Benicio del Toro's and Josh Brolin's character, which does not work. But you still enjoy watching them on the screen. You still enjoy. There's lots of violence. It's very yep. much an escapist movie. Uh, wow. That being said, it's it's nowhere near as good. Yeah. Um, even the music cues were like almost kind of laughable. The way they like crept in, you're like, what is this <laughs> trying to be a comedy? But it is. It is still good. You know, and mildly even though, entertaining. Yeah. That's yeah. a so yeah, it's just a sort of you know well thought out, well written, well. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> it's just oh, we got rid of two of the three of the things that you liked from the last movie. Yeah, you know what I compare it to is uh, in Super Troopers when he's like, you kids like Mexico? That is this movie. <laughs> That's okay. it. So it's, uh, it's, 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 it's so what you're saying is Sicario 2 is dumb, yes. but you still enjoy it? Like yes. you And you're embarrassed that you enjoy it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I get, I get the Super Troopers analogy perfectly then. Uh, I saw The Endless, which is from Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Uh, they did like a, an indie movie before uh, this I can't remember the name. Oh, Resolution. Oh, okay. Um, and then this was showing at the Arena Cine Lounge. I did not go because I hate leaving my house. So, uh, but it's on video on demand too. Yeah. So this is more like a culty. These these two guys um, <clears throat> leave this cult young. Uh, they receive a video of like someone from the cult, one of the cult leaders, and they're like, okay, well maybe we should go back. Like, they kind of uh, gave this cult this like. Uh, they went to the media after they kind of like trash this cult and like years later they're like okay we're adults now like maybe we should just go back and try to get closure on this maybe we should just grow up and go back to the cult (laughs) maybe we should just fuck it life sucks let's just go back to this cult they go back and then like creepiness ensues and shit happens it's actually pretty good um I really enjoyed it. it it like drags a little bit in the middle but it's still very creepy and and believable Mm -hmm. um and then also I saw Sorry to bother you. Oh, was that good? I want to see that. Boots Riley, who also did um, the music for it. I love... uh, He's a lead singer of The Coup. who's an amazing, amazing, amazing hip-hop group. What group? The Coup. Oh, okay. I didn't know that, actually. Oh, yeah. They're... Is is this his first movie? This is his first movie, and uh, his his band was about to be very big. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, their album cover uh, was the Twin Towers... Uh, oh. Being destroyed in the background. Oh wow! And this was right before nine eleven, and so oh, when no. so when they released their album nine eleven happened, they're like, "Well, shit!" <laughs> wait, wait, wow, wait! They fun. released their album, and then or was their album called nine eleven happened? Well, I think <laughs> it, was, it was right around like it's just unintentional. Even they're amazing hip hop. Yeah. Uh, huh. But it's yeah that. But they're still very popular. They're still wildly popular, and they're fucking amazing. They always have uh, their female singer passed away recently, but they replaced her with oh, another wow. amazing uh, vocalist. Um, cool. And I saw them at Northern Nights, uh, which is an EDM festival, which is awful. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we I, are they, familiar with those. But <laughs> they showed up, and then I, I watched them perform uh, High on Mushrooms as the sun was setting behind them. That's kind of beautiful. And it was, yeah, yeah uh, an experience. Yes. <laughs> well, the movie's an experience, too. I mean, it is it is still funny. It is very smart and colorful. And I love Lakeith Stanfield and yeah. um, Tessa Thompson. God, she's just amazing on And Danny Glover's in her, love right? Love her, yeah. Yes, yes. and um, it's actually very poignant and funny, and it makes a good point. The ending lost me a little bit. I think I have to go see it again, because I was mm-hmm. kind of like, this is where you get too funny for the topic I think but it also is like a movie that you're trying to present to the masses and you're trying to make a point so you know I also get that as well but I did really like it it is really good mm-hmm. it's it's like uh, who else is in it what's that guy's name Army Hammer yes. he plays like I can't fucking saying that guy's name I know it's so bad but he is so handsome and he plays and that handsome Kate rich Kate Berlant is in it as well who is an amazing oh I know who she is yeah but I also she's like, a comedian. Uh, oh really? Is she the um like dark curly hair? hair? Yeah. Yes, she okay. Is a she reminded me of um. I can't remember anyone's name, but she was funny. I really yeah. liked her. But goddamn that name, Army Hammer. Just I know, and he's so handsome. It and has then, nothing. He's his dad's. That's Armin Hammer's his dad. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. I thought. But they named their kid Army. But but it has nothing to do with Ar- Armin Hammer Company. He's just like a like a. They're very wealthy. They, yeah, yeah, I get, I get that. The I hammer just, buildings and all the museums, that's them. 
Oh! Like he's, the, he's for sure second yeah. generation, third generation crazy well. Okay. All right. He plays that that guy well, at least he's doing stuff though that like it's I mean like because I remember what, what was he doing he's in a ton of stuff but he was in the Lone Ranger but then he did like uh, Call, Call Me By, by Your Name, Name you know yeah which, which, was, which was brilliant that's like my favorite I loved it and then and he also, also that, did that Wigglevoss twins he played both oh yeah yeah he did I think that should have been like his breakout but no the Lone like, Ranger starring Johnny Depp <laughs> as a Native American yeah. Oh, yeah that was never so <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I saw this movie I'm so embarrassed yep it's called American Satan uh, it is probably the worst movie I've ever seen. It replaces Mother as my most hated movie. Um, it was dog shit, okay? I'm actually mad I finished it. Mm-hmm. At, like, halfway through, I was like, I can't do it. I'm gonna change it. And then I continued to watch it just to torture myself, apparently. Um, it's, like, some, like, m- you know those, like, shitty Warped Tour metal bands? And yep. they're just, like... They have this, like, real idea of, like, 80s hair metal, and they think that's them. Yeah. Warped Tour or, like, shitty, like, metal? No, like, Warped Tour metal. Like, I'm talking Stain. about a mirror and, like, things that, you know, we're too old for this, but, like, that's oh, okay. the type of, like... Oh, the new metal. The yeah, new, but it's not... It's new, new, new metal, metal. But it's not new metal, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, not our new, new metal. New, metal. Well, new, there's, new, new metal's metal. never been mine, so... Well, this guy, uh, Ash, who used it's to like, own oh, a record... Oh, there's a DJ in this group. Is kind of <laughs> yeah, but, and there's, like, singy, screamy parts, and, like, you know, those... Okay, see, like, so it's YouTube. shit. It's fucking shit, okay? This dude, Ash, used to own a record label who produced those bands and then just made a movie. And also, if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, it has high ratings because he just went in and had any dog shit rating website blog rate his movie but it is fucking bad yeah. okay uh it's like the most cliche thing any any a- any type of movie it has a little bit of everything you have the band comes from you know england and they come to hollywood and they're trying to make it and then satan comes but they don't make a deal with satan he just kind of like fucks their shit up Oh, for a while, and then, like, the lead singer gets into drugs, and he's, like, shooting heroin, and it's, like, it's so... So is this, fu- like, a anti... Like, is this, like, a religious, like... No, it's just a fucking dumb movie. They have all... They just took all those pieces of, like, what you hear about, like, Hollywood band stories, and they put it into this long, mm-hmm. stupid fucking movie. So it's a shitty Beyond the Valley yeah. of the Dolls. Yeah. <laughs> it's so somebody like just sh- put cocaine on a piece of paper. Like, yeah, and it was, like, let's write a movie yeah. about <laughs> it, and, like, put in Satan. It's gonna be, like, really good. Um, so yeah, they, they made that movie and it's, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, I kind of want people to watch it just to hate <laughs> it and then go and rate it appropriately <laughs> because it's, it's so not awful. gonna, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to do that. I'm not going to, A, I'm not going to watch it and B, if I did, I wouldn't go on a website to, Stars to rate has it. these really great, awful horror movies. Like there's so many of them on there. Stars? Yeah. Stars has great horror movies on there. Okay, they also have dog shit horror movies. Like that movie? Yeah, and oh. they have like Jason X, which is one of the best. Yes, dog shit, absolute dog shit. One of the best movies I saw in the theater. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that's what I saw. So I saw a mixture of kind of like shitty but enjoyable, some some dog shit and some good movies. So many. Do you see anything lately? Oh my goodness gracious! I've not I've had been time. Very bad. No, but you've also had no time. You've been a very busy boy. Well, I, I have, I have time. I haven't seen you. In I a just while. use every of every free time to watch an aggressive amount, an embarrassing amount of anime. Ooh, uh, what anime do you watch? God, I, oh god, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm down a whole new barrel because I was watching ones that people were familiar with, and now I'm watching ones that are like so obscure. Yeah. And it's it's because Hulu and Netflix have so many. Uh, I'm. This this is the part where I tune out of the. Yeah. And they're all. Why anime is cool. Hey, there is no, some cool. No, there's. But a, there's it all, is. Like, there's the storyline, the, the the overall storyline I do enjoy, but there's always, like, A, there's always some fucking creepy dude that needs to look at girls' panties. But then, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so far, now face. I'm getting, now I'm getting into it. And it's, like, weird, because when, like, like, and there's also, like, every other pervy character, whenever he gets what he wants, he, his nose bleeds. That's a weird yeah, fucking yeah. thing that has to be, yeah. Okay, I'm getting into it's, it. It's one of those... One of those things there is like, what is this? Why am like and then the rest of it I'm like, this is entertaining and gorgeous and then it's like, why does this fucking character exist? Yeah. <laughs> Good. I was like, Good. But yeah, there's but every once in a while I've been catching ones that I'm like, okay, this one makes I can watch this. Somewhat sense. But yeah. no, it's just a lot of anime. Too much. <laughs> I had a uh, I had a great Friday thirteenth this year. Yeah. Um, it was I, you know, honestly, like I feel like I was a kid again for a minute. Um 
one, I took the day off from work, so I didn't... One. One. Yeah. So that was the best yeah, part. One. Yeah. Two, uh, me and Kate and our friend went to an escape room. It was an Amityville horror-themed escape room. Oh, that's cool. That had nothing to do with Amityville horror movies at all. There was a completely... It was just basically, oh. it was like a haunted house room, but they were just like, we'll call it this. And like, there's no Ryan Reynolds. Because my friend was hoping that I was going to happen. Yeah, just oh, I wish, yeah. He was chopping wood He was in that one, too, yeah. I forgot that yeah. we made it to... Because I remember the... There was a, I remember the one that I remember the most is the made-for-TV one. Yeah. Well, uh, this one had no um, no Ryan Reynolds, no Margot Kidder, obviously yeah. R.I.P., uh, no uh, James Brolin. It was, it, was, uh, it was just, you know, it was just generic haunted house. The girl, they screwed up a few things. Like, there was a lock that was already unlocked when I... Like, while, uh, the, while she was going through the whole speech, I'm just looking at this one drawer, and I'm like, that's not supposed to be locked, or uh, unlocked. So I went over there, like, after she walked out, and I just, like, so we did, like, we kind of, I mean, we not like, we accomplished half of the thing, like, right away. It was because, like, we still had to go in on the steps and everything, but yeah. it was scary. It was fun. Like, the, the place we went to was uh, near your place. It was called 60 Out, and they, like, they have, like, stuff rigged in the, the room, so, like, a, like, a drawer will just fly open. And it cool, awesome. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool, but we, we did that. We escaped. Yay. Yeah. And then I, uh, and, you know, we've talked, I think we've had talked about this in, like, three different episodes, but uh, they did the Joe Bob Marathon, which Shudder yeah. was so overwhelmed by everybody oh, logging in to watch so Joe Bob that it shut down. Like, yeah. it, well, and it, what, it, should, what, what is Joe Bob for that? Joe Bob was the he was the host of Monster Vision. Yeah. Oh, from the okay. yeah yeah, and he, he was our, he was a, a, a he wrote for the Dallas Times. That was how his career started. Mm-hmm. But uh, Shutter, which is like you know Shutter, it's like the Netflix yeah. for horror. They have like a live streaming. Like you can you can pick movies and stuff like that, but they also have like a live streaming portion of it. And they showed Joe Bob came back in the last drive-in where he did a twenty-four hour movie mar- a twenty-four hour uh, marathon where. Since there's no commercials on Shutter, they just would split. They would do, they would insert commercial breaks of just Joe Bob, kind of giving you the rundown of the movies mm-hmm. and like telling stories. It was great. Um, he did you know he did Tourist Trap, which was the one I've talked about here. Yeah. Sleepaway Camp, which I've also w- wanted to do, and he had the girl from Sleepaway Camp, not Slumber Party Massacre, because you always yeah, confuse the two. Uh, but they um they had he had them, and then like he played Rabbit, and he did like um and then. He did sorority babes at the slime bowl ballorama, wow. which I'd never, I'd only seen one other time before, and I think I appreciated it more because Joe Bob was giving illuminating stories about yeah. the making of it. And I was like, oh, I actually give a shit about this movie. Then I passed out because I, um, I, I thought I did another. I was made it through another one, but passed out for two hours. Miss Basket Case, which was the movie that I was looking forward to the most, but Even I also... you've seen it. Yeah, oh a million God. times, yeah. I missed Basket Case, Blood Feast, Reanimator, but then I woke up during Demons, uh-huh. which we covered. Yeah. Uh, Legend of Boggy Creek, and then he finished up with Hellraiser, and, like... Oh, wow. But it was, like, I was saying that, like, to Kate the other night, how, like, when you're, when you're a teenager and you're broke, you can't go out on Friday nights, you know, as much as you'd like to because you don't have the money, you don't have this, you don't have that. And then there comes a point in your life where... The idea of staying home on a Friday night is like absurd. You're like, no, I'm going out. Yeah. And now I've reached a point where I'm like, I just want to stay home on a Friday night. Yeah. So I felt like a teenager again, you know, like mm-hmm. getting to watch Joe Bob mm-hmm. again. And like, you know, I was like, God, if they brought him back and had him have like do a show every Friday, not like a marathon, but a show, I'd be set, you know? Yeah. Um, and then after the marathon, I went to go see uh, Lost Boys at yeah. Hollywood Forever and mm-hmm. ran into Heather. Yeah, who's been on our show. Yeah. Multiple times. Prior yeah. to that, I've seen, I saw Ant-Man and Wasp, which I'm not even going to get into it because it's exactly what you think. Yeah. If you yeah. think it's going to be a good movie, guess what? It's a good movie. If you think it's going to be shit, then it's going to be shit. Yeah. It's whatever you want it to be. I feel like it's what you said is like Paul Rudd's always charismatic in everything, even if you don't like the movie. So it's kind of hard to hate it. Right. But it's like this movie's not going to change your opinion. If you go into it thinking you're going to like it, you're going to like it. If you yeah. go into it thinking you're not going to like it, you're not going to like it. At this point, it's like either you like superhero movies or you don't. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing you can be done. You can't like be convinced or swayed so anymore. So many fucking superhero movies. I'm just tired, and that's why I don't want to see it right now. I know. This is how I've been feeling for a while. You yeah. know, it's like it was just why. I don't feel like that at all. I think. <laughs> If they're like what once every couple of months, that's once fine. every yeah. month at this point. But the problem is, is that like and I'm I, happy with that. I said this before too, where it's like it, it sucks because movies like Black Panther, which was probably in the top three, if not the best Marvel movie they've had yet, yeah, and the highest grossing. It gets no, it, like it comes out. 
yay. And then, like, two months later, it's, let's move on to the next one. It's like, no, let's stay on this one for a while and let, like, let it, let people Simmer, see it. Yeah, yeah, let people see it multiple times. Let's, like, let's make it a conversation. And now it's, like, Avengers Infinity War. And it's like, oh, who's going to care if Black Panther disappears at the end of the movie because we just got used to him five yeah. minutes ago, you know? Yeah, that seemed rude. It was rude. It was <laughs> very rude. I think it sort of sets it up where he's coming back. Oh, they're all coming back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it just it's, it's, it's frustrating that, like, they can't let things just, you know, like you said, simmer, you know, yeah. or, or marinate in the juices <laughs> of uh, public this, attention. Oh, You're right. Yeah. They should just for sure be like, we can make a billion dollars every two months and ignore that ability. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is what, exactly. They are literally, that is the yeah. reason they do it. Is yeah, they're like, it makes so much money. I know. And they're going to make, they make so much money when it comes out on streaming. Especially when they deal with such low turnouts at theaters that it's. That's, at this point, that's the only thing people are going to go see, you know? You know? Like, people are going to... I, I don't... I don't know. I don't see anybody... I mean, I was surprised when I saw Hereditary. It was a packed theater, but... I think people were waiting for a Well, that, A, that one got buzzed. And also, the issue yeah, is yeah, that did. the way they promote movies now is exponentially worse than the way they used to promote movies. See? Yeah. See? I said this episode mm-hmm. three. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just, I, it's just nice that somebody agrees yeah. with me that they, they just, they market <laughs> movies. There's no, they don't market movies so you, you know, you could be excited about yeah. them anymore. Yeah, there's it's no, like, like surprise. Some of the previews are such garbage. Yeah. They're an absolute insult to the entire movie sometimes. I, I agree. Was like, I've, yeah. I've been thoroughly, it's like, okay, I've, I've seen, I think, half the movies that I've enjoyed in the last few years have been terrible previews. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I don't even want to watch them anymore. I didn't see the trailer all the in its entirety for Hereditary, but at Lost Boys they did play the trailer for the Suspiria remake again. Okay, I know, and, and I so good. Just said that that I don't want to watch them, but I love the Suspiria trailer. I saw. I kind of think that the Hereditary trailer was really good, and it was good enough to me that it kind of ruined the movie a little bit for me. See, I didn't, wish I didn't see it. Yeah, but I do love the Suspiria trailer. Um, and then, uh, last but not least, I binge-watched, uh, all of Glow Season 2, which I think is better oh, yeah. than Season 1. Mm-hmm. I love Season 1. I didn't one. watch it, because I don't It's, it's fantastic. It. <laughs> no, here's the thing is, I think about all the shit that you watch on TV. What shit? Oh, you, know, you watch a lot of shit. You I watch, watch a lot of stuff. Yeah, shitty stuff. Like what? Oh, God. I've already watched half of Glow, and this second season, I love it. Oh, it's so good. Um, you do watch a lot of shit. You just talked about you watched a, you sat there and you watched The a, Sinner, which was good. American Satan and But that's a movie. But that's fine. only two hours. That's it's right. And so you could have watched you could have watched four episodes of Glow and been like, This is to. so amazing. I, I wanna like keep wrestling. It's not It's not you don't have to like wrestling, wrestling to like it. Per se. Like Kate doesn't like wrestling, but she got into it. Like I don't like I, I like wrestling from a child, but not like I will not sit down and watch wrestling. Yeah, it's a show that takes yeah. place during the eighties. Mark yeah. Marin's great in it. You know, he's basically playing, you know, Mark Marin and mm-hmm. you know I'm just saying <laughs> it's a very Mark Marin plays Mark Marin in everything. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just a very great, diverse cast of women that I love a lot. Yeah. And that's the the selling point for me. Yeah, it's a great cast, and it's and they're a, fucking they're great at doing for not being wrestlers. They're great. They're yeah, wrestlers. like exactly like they it, it's it's such a well done show, and I'm actually really pissed that Netflix hasn't announced right away. Oh yeah, we're gonna do a season three. Like Stranger Things, like they wait like in the weekend of the series. Things season one. Stranger Things is like such a money maker for them. Yeah, like, sure. They have to announce it. No, no, yeah, but, but they don't want to. Like I think now because it does it, it means them losing money if they don't look at the numbers yeah yeah. that they can't just be like mm. yeah well I still like, I mean from what I heard I think it will well. yeah I think it will too but I can't assume what their numbers are because yeah I thought a few shows that I thought were worth coming back were didn't mm-hmm. cancel on me so but then there's shows that I don't think are worth bothering with and, and you know mm-hmm. get another season I'm just saying that Glow Season 2 was fantastic yeah. um, there was a there's a, I mean, towards the end especially there's a great like fucking like scene in a hospital where like these two people are arguing and I was like oh my god this is the first time in a long time I felt like an argument on TV or on mm-hmm. film actually felt like how people two friends fight you know and argue yeah. and like it was just it felt so real that I got like kind of jostled for a yeah. second um it's definitely uh worth checking out um but have I'll, you even have you, do you even know like the basic premise of how it goes or I heard about it but it was like Again, there's so much content out yeah. that it's mm. like, yeah. 
It's tough. It's like on a list, but it's like that list that has is like forty. It's one of those things where it's like pay attention to ladies at wrestling ladies. It's like uh, they sh- they could have thrown a few little details out, like these two the two leads are best friend used to be best friends, mm-hmm. and one of them had sex with her husband. Oh. And and so the other ones the other ones now in the middle of getting a divorce or like in a separation while because both, yeah. while they're both while wrestling, they're wrestling? While yeah, while a while they're learning to become wrestlers. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's all in season one. So and that's really? like in the first that's three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's really good. I, I know that we were talking about this earlier. Like I know that a lot of people have a problem with Alison Brie. I really I can't remember why. Well here's the thing is that I don't She she said something stupid. So here's the thing, like I don't like I like I'm I'm perfectly content with yeah. her as a performer and like her character. Mm-hmm. My issue is because it's the same writer as Orange is the New Black, is that they tend to center the 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 the, the annoying so, white lady yeah. <laughs> right in the middle and it's like all of these amazing personas are like mm-hmm. they they do the benefit. Of, like, yeah. Luckily, they do not spend that much time on her as much as they did spend on Piper on oh, Orange God. Is the New Black, which is just the an worst. aggressive amount. Yeah. But um, that was something you just reminded me of is that the other thing that's great about Glow is that all of these ladies have a great backstories. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's maybe like I think there's like a two two or three throwaway characters, and they they're you know Who but else like. Is in Besides Alison Brie, um, um, I don't think, and they they actually did a great job of getting casting. a cast of women that are not, not as, like yeah, not right. as famous. Um, like the most famous people on there are Mark Maron and and uh, yeah, and Alison and Alison Brie. What is Mark Maron doing? He plays, he plays a horror movie director. <laughs> he plays is that real? a failed <laughs> horror well, movie director. I mean, remember, remember, like this show is a fictionalized version of. The making of the original show. Remember Witch Who Came From the Sea? Yeah. The director of that was also the director of Glow. So oh, Mark yeah. Maron's basically playing the director, but it's obviously they make it. They you know it's different name, like yeah. But the same gist of it. So there's a there. It's loosely based on real human beings. Yeah. And how uh-huh. this started because Glow was a very much a real thing in the eighties. But the story. Uh, yeah. The story like the you know like the friends yeah. and everything. That's all, for just for the sake of fictionalized. But like. The, the the characters like and the characters themselves are fictional like they're but they're derivative of characters that yeah, were actually very on similar yeah. to them like uh, a like a Russian Cold War like yeah. you know because yeah they were very stereotypical yeah it was the eighties yeah the soundtrack kicks ass. Oh, the I like. I knew I was gonna yeah. love Glow the moment like I put. Uh, the of opening, course you were. The opening credits when it was the Warrior by Patti mm-hmm. Smith. It, it's a great and fucking. It's, song. it's a great opening credits, and I was like, I'm gonna love this show, and I um, did. And Pose, if you not seen Pose yet, no. that's what I've been watching I as well. I feel like I just saw like a billboard or something um, for it. It's about the underground uh, ball scene, uh, like Paris is burning. Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like I just saw something about it, and I was like, "Oh, I should check it out." It is. Again, it's like I just watched. It's one the of the. Is it on. It's FX, and it's okay. And it's uh, it was one of those. Uh, oh, okay. I did see yeah. a billboard for it. That's what it was, and I think I was like. It's one of those oh, things. I should watch that. The first ten minutes were they did the same thing to me when I the, for the first ten minutes of Breaking Bad, where it's like you got me so quickly. Yeah, you're like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely. Pl- yeah, yeah, and there, and it's probably the biggest cast of trans. Uh, people working on a show uh-huh. uh, and it's amazing it's phenomenal really I should watch it because it's about the houses FX and how they have, yeah and it's a Ryan Murphy thing and I'm not uh, that crazy yeah. about him mm-hmm. um, but he does always do a good first season <laughs> of everything that's true actually and I liked the um, the assassination of Gianni mm-hmm. Versace. Oh, Gianni Versace yes. yeah it was those are yeah those are really good and uh, I think the OJ one yeah was, it was okay it was, pretty, it was, it was half, watchable half the actors were yeah <laughs> It's David Schwimmer. Is I heard it was a, fun in a campy way, you know? It was like taking yeah. a very, a story that's almost become, it's been so sensationalized, but it's almost become camp. Yeah. And then they yeah. camped it up even more by having Schwimmer and who else was in it? Um, um, was it Cuba Gooding Jr. in it? Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. played yeah, OJ. He was. Yeah, he was playing OJ. Sarah Paulson, yes. he's lucky to have her because she yeah, is right? great in everything. Just... Um, but oh right now I know who Ryan Murphy is. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's yeah. she uses like American yeah Hunter, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Um, but this one is probably the least amount of his regular actors. Oh cool. really? Um, the like he has uh, Evan Peters who's in a bunch of his stuff, uh, but he's like and uh, James Vanderbeek uh, plays a uh, some sort of like rich. CEO at Trump at the Trump Towers. Really? In the eighties, it's really. I kind of like him. He was in um room. What was it? Room one hundred four. Oh, don't trust to be in room one hundred four. Yeah, I liked. Uh, yeah. No, uh, shit. It was that. Kristen um, Ritter, right? No, no, no the no, one that the Duplass of, brothers did. I know it. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, uh, you're thinking. Of, yeah, you're thinking, yeah, you're of, thinking of, of the. Uh, don't trust to be in, in the, yeah. room one twenty three. Um, this one was like a weird. 
kind of Black Mirror-ish yeah. type of like series that takes place in this one hotel room. Um, yeah, I didn't watch that one. It's actually pretty good, but I like his episode uh, a lot. And then, I don't think he's a bad dude. He seems like a great. I know. Yeah. He's he phenomenal. Just did, and he's gotten he better with time. For a while. Well, yeah. he was on the biggest TV series. Yeah, but that time. ended in like what? Yeah, but that's typecasting. That's just a, he has to, <laughs> yeah. has to live off your character. There are still. Javille White will never perform again. <laughs> yeah. Javille White will never perform again. He's never not going to be Urkel until yeah. his dying day. Right, just like uh, Alfonso Ribeiro will never be uh, anybody but... Oh, Carlton. Yeah, Carlton. But he's still got a career. Yes, but yeah. it's uh, it's usually like nobody goes, oh, it's it's Alfonso. They always go, oh, hey, Carlton's on TV. I know, that's true. I know. But also, he's, but his career has been the longest one. Didn't we see something with Jaleel White, though? When, when we were living together, didn't we see, like, a game show he was oh, hosting? Shoot. No, 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 no. You si- are talking about Kel Mitchell. No, no, no. I was talking about Jaleel... you saw that d- dance? No, no. Was this that? is something else. This is something else. I want to say it was on Sci-Fi. It was, like, kind of like, remember when Tracy Morgan had that prank show? It was something like that, but I could have swore it was Jaleel White. It could be. I it could have like been. I I'm could watch him and I would not recognize tragically, him. Tragically, oh, oh, I recognize, no, yeah. recognize him. Yeah, just think really? of. Just think of. Remember that like parallel. Yeah, like, Stefan. Yeah, yeah. yeah Stephane. They looked exactly alike. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was but he was genuine. so smooth. He was <laughs> no, he wasn't. Watch it. That that's that's. <laughs> I think uh, I remember what? him being like, "Ooh, Stefan's coming!" Like, that's that's when you're little that's and you're the like, game. Yeah. Like on the like, so when he was hosting that whatever show we were watching. He was Stefan. Yeah. You know, like, you know, that's how you recognize him. You go, he just like, oh, without the glasses, you know? Yeah. Um, um, but wait, The Sinner was actually really good. It was, It's a short series. It's just like a one-off, but basically, and I don't think I've ever watched anything with Jessica Biel in it. Yeah. Um, like t- TV? Anything at all. I what? Mean, She's been in some... I don't think Was I've she seen... in Blade... Oh, yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. right? That's she the one like I didn't training. see. Uh, okay, I did yeah. see that. Um, but she she's actually really great in this. Um, it it's basically about um, this mother. She she you know she starts off as she's just a regular mother. They go to the beach, and then um, she sees a guy just a little bit in front of her, and then there's a song playing, and she just gets up and runs over and stabs him to death. Cool. And that's the whole premise of the show. Like, why did she do it? What happened? Like. What happened uh, to her so that made walks her... you backwards. Yeah, it is, it is actually really good. Um, I, I, like, binged it within a few days, so uh, it's worth watching. It's only, like, eight episodes, and that's it. It's just a short series that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that. So. See, this is why you should watch Go. It's ten. Yeah. Well, you should... It's ten episodes. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, compared to, like... That was my... 30 minutes a piece. Yeah, they're oh, really? really short. Okay. They're, they're short very and sweet. quick. Like, I can... You can consume it yeah. in a day. And you want Which to. Which I will, because I yeah. don't like to leave my house. Yeah. 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 It's great. Um, so... I'm going to segue into our, our movie real quickly, but um, when Solomon and I first met, we were, we uh, we met through, well, you were moving into the house yeah. that our friends lived in, and Solomon and I hung out, you know, at karaoke and everything, and then, um, but then I was going to move into the house where I was replacing another person, yes. and Solomon and I were hanging out, and it was like, you know when you, when you hang out with somebody only around other people, and then you hang out with them one-on-one, you're like, is this going to work? Like, you're telling, you're asking yourself in your head, maybe I'm the only person who does that. Where you like you have that that yeah. is this gonna are we gonna get along just the two of us or yeah. do we need other people to and we're driving I think we're going to House of Pies and we're talking and I'm like yeah this, you know this is gonna work this is gonna work and then we started talking about I don't know how it how it happened but we started talking about Grace Jones mm-hmm. and we both gushed about Grace Jones and how much we love her and that's when I was like oh this is gonna be perfect and so uh, and then after I moved out me and Solomon went and saw Grace Jones and it was the you know, we mm-hmm. both agree it was one of the best shows. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Ever. Well, this is the thing that there's a uh, certain people that I I worry about that with, and uh, if if a white guy can talk to me about anything in black television, black film, or black uh, performers, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we'll be friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's surprisingly. We have some, yeah. Because the way I'm able to talk to Mickey, especially in regards to black television, it's insane how many people have no idea of. This mm-hmm. entire whole set of TV. Solomon and I and watched movies. a lot of In Living Color clips. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Martin yeah. and uh, the, mo- the show, not the oh, movie. Wait, it wasn't for you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I hated it. But that's yeah. because I hate everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Men uh, on Film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And well, that's, yeah. And that's just, there's just a group of, like, like, like our, one of like Josh was living with us, he just would see us watch these clips. He's like, I've never seen this before. I'm like, yeah. how did you live your whole life? Yeah. I remember getting you facet of television. I remember the one show that I'd never heard of that Solomon never told me. I ended up getting you mm-hmm. on DVD. It was that ah, uh, one of my free. You know, it's the one with Tisha Campbell in it. Oh yes. Um, yep. I forgot. The we name. mentioned it a few episodes ago too. It was it was off the tip of my tongue. It was um, 
Uh, I'm on the spot. Rags of Riches. Rags of Riches. Oh, yes! My uh, favorite movie as yes. a kid, The Singing Orphans? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's my my favorite movie. It was a TV yeah. series too. Yeah, it was. It was a TV series. Uh, it's on YouTube yeah. actually. It started off as a made for TV yep. movie, uh, which Bill Maher is in. Uh, <laughs> did not know that. He plays his assistant. Oh shit. <laughs> so, um, so we go see we you know we, we lived together for a few years, then we go see Grace Jones. Grace Jones. Uh, one of the reasons why it was the best show ever was that she's a goddess. Yes, so. but towards mm-hmm. the end of the show, she uh, she busts out a hula hoop. Mm-hmm. And she hula hoops for a full, I'd say, 18 minutes, 19 minutes. Does, I'm not staying stationary in hula hoops. Yeah, walking around, introducing her band, <laughs> singing band, songs, singing the song. It was, I can't hula hoop for a full no, minute. No, I can't at all, do By it way, at all. By the way, high heels, body paint. Yeah. yeah. Up to her fucking And tight. how old is Topless. Grace Jones? Yeah. Is she's she, in her 60s. Yeah, yeah she's older. Yeah. yeah, she's older. She's she looks fucking, great, though. Yeah. Six-inch, eight-inch heels, just hula hooping her. Wasn't there supposed to be a Grace Jones documentary? It actually it came, came out. out. It yeah. did. When did it come out? Well, it's funny because uh, Steve, mm-hmm. he was going to see, um, so I think Stop Making Sense, the Talking Heads movie. It was playing at the New Art, and, you know, it was playing at midnight, but the movie before that was the Grace Jones documentary, mm-hmm. and she was there doing a Q&A. Oh, and apparently they, they didn't get started with Don't uh, Stop Making Sense for two hours after, like, midnight, because Grace Jones just, if you can't get her off the stage, yeah. she'll, yeah, just, she'll he, keep going. Um, I really, it, it's really... Uh, silly but I read this like small interview with her talking about Uber and she said like you know one of her family members got an Uber and that he was like oh he's down there let's go walk to him she was like excuse me no I'm not gonna walk to anything and I was like this is my favorite that's uh, yeah her reader yeah. Uh, was one of the best things uh, her uh, writer yeah. for her performances uh, one line says this bring her this many oysters uh, unshucked, and then parentheses, Grace Jones shucks her own oysters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because, um, you know, in 1980, so she had done uh, A View to a Kill. Mm-hmm. She was. Uh, mm-hmm. She did Conan 2 by this point. Yeah, by this point she had. She had done A View to a Kill, she had done um, Conan the Destroyer, and then she does um, this movie Vamp, which mm-hmm. I will give a brief rundown. It is two college kids, well, three technically, they, yeah. they team up with one other one. But they um, they're going they they have a a job like a mission to get a stripper for a frat party so they it's an initiation mm-hmm. right and they go to a strip club that's full of vampires if that sounds anything like from dusk till dawn it's because it will, we'll get into yeah. yeah we'll get into it yeah we'll get into it because mm-hmm. I, I have some thoughts and feelings about I love from dusk till dawn by the way but. yeah. But, yeah, it's always clear that it's, like, borrowed, I feel like. But I don't think it is clear, but we'll get into oh. that. So, um... Well, that's the only other movie like it, so I'm assuming they... Well, yeah, but uh, I, well, I guess what I'm saying is that I feel like you'd be surprised when people don't know that this one exists. Mm-hmm. I'm and, not surprised. A lot of people don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you cannot be surprised. You've got uh, Chris Makepeace from Meatballs fame. <laughs> anyone? Anyone? Uh... Getty Watanabe, who was actually like, um, Getty Watanabe was Long Duck Dong. Dong. Yeah, Pretty in Pink. A sad, yeah, a sad story about, I mean, I think it's sad, but he was talking about how, um, was he in Pretty in Pink? I thought he was just in 16 Candles. Oh, 16, 16 Candles, candles. Yeah. sorry. I'm... No, 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 I was like, maybe he yeah. was. He was uh, a foreign exchange student. That's yeah. But when he got this role, he was worried because they wanted him to do his, they just, they didn't want him to do an accent. He was like, is this going to work? Like, am I going to be funny without doing my, like, mm-hmm. ridiculously over-the-top, you know, stereotype accent? Yeah. yeah. And so it's really sad to me that, like, he had that moment of self-doubt that, like, yeah. he couldn't be funny. Because this was the one of his first movies he ever did where he didn't have that stupid accent. He was just being himself. And he is, he's funny in it. I mean, he does, there's some bits that he has that are, like, oh, man, that that, that bit was stale <laughs> even in the 1980s. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the Banaka spray, like, the, the spray. That's, I enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's... It. it's, it's, it's I like that line, like, what time do you get off? Oh, the, <laughs> can I watch? Yeah. Can I watch, yeah. Um, Robert, I mean, again, this is... I'm, I'm, I don't know why people don't know about this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Robert Rustler... Uh, he was the uh, he was in Nightmare on Elm Street two. Yeah, which we are gonna what... we're gonna cover some point because I want to talk about that movie. The new child. No, no. Nightmare on Elm Street two is the was is the uh, Freddy's Revenge. It's the Freddy's it's considered okay. the gay Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Oh yeah. Oh. Mark Patton, the lead actor in it, um, has got a documentary coming yeah. out because it like because he was in, uh, on Nightmare on Elm Street two. Yeah, it's it's called uh, it's Mark Patton, the lead actor in it, who was. Because there's all these like homoerotic yeah. like yeah. undertones and everything, but like, and a lot half the people who made the movie are like, we had no idea, and the other half don't. It's like, kind of like you know, like the screenwriter finally admitted he's like, yeah, that was all supposed to be subtext. 
But yeah. Mark Patton, the lead actor in that, was in the closet, and uh, he was gay at a time in Hollywood when it was not okay. Yeah. And he was dealing with this movie, like, being in this movie where, like, things are, like, he's being, almost being outed on, yeah. in, you know, in front of everybody, and it, it, it definitely fucked with him. So, year, and he, for a long time, he was very, um, he was dealing with it, and then he, and he, he's finally come around and accepting it. He's like, does conventions and stuff, but he did a documentary that's eventually going to come out called My, uh, uh, Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's, uh, but Robert uh-huh. Russell from Vamp is also going to be, because he yeah. was the, his, yeah. he was his friend in Nightmare on Elm Street too. and there, there's, like, a few moments where they're, like, there's very, like, homoerotic, yeah. mm-hmm. and now there's, like, you know, and you, you know, I follow Mark Patton on Instagram, and there's, like, he'll post these, like, there's, like, erotic, like, fan art of, like, the two characters <laughs> picking up <laughs> in the locker so room. Good. Yeah. I love it. Um, fan fiction is, like, the most brilliant. <laughs> this movie's... The funnest and the worst thing. Yeah, it really yeah. yeah. It's a rabbit hole that, like... There's goes, a lot of Avengers fan fiction. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, I've... I've dived right in. I'm not even talking about, like, yeah, I'm not even talking about, like, like, right, like literature. I'm talking about, like, artwork yeah. of, like, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm here for it. I'm going to go look it up right now. Yeah. Vamp's got uh, Dee Dee Pfeiffer, who is uh, yeah. the younger sister of Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. who had previously had only done, to my knowledge. Does she, does she, has she done anything else? I think, yeah, she's done quite she a few things. She does stuff here and there. She, yeah. I think she, in general, doesn't, yeah. not as much as her sister, but. Yeah. Um, but, but she did well for herself. She did, yeah. And she was in Midnight Hour, which is, uh, it was a made-for-TV Horror movie starring everybody's relative. Mm-hmm. So it was like Diddy Pfeiffer, um, Pierre DeLuise from 21 Jump Street, mm-hmm. Dom DeLuise's yeah. son. Um, LeVar Burton, who is, you know, Mrs. Burton's son. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, Sherry Belafonte, um, who is Harry Belafonte's daughter. Uh-huh. And it's this, like, horror comedy that's not that funny and also not that scary, but it's really enjoyable. There's a dance number in the middle of it. Um, there's actually a great creepy scene in... Um, in the movie to set to this, the tune of How Soon Is Now by the Smiths. It's actually, like, it's one of the few moments in the movie you're like, oh, that's really fucking mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah. Um, but it was a TV movie that scared the shit out of me as a kid, like everything else did, and then now... <laughs> uh, but Diddy Pfeiffer's in that. Uh, Billy Drago, who plays the albino in yeah. Vamp. Like, yeah, what else is he in? Ah, uh, funny you ask that. He was in a movie called The Untouchables. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I was like, he looks really familiar. He's also in... He the also, re- Tilda Swinton kind of looks like him, too. Tilda Swinton looks like a lot of dudes. She does. She looks. I'm not, I and that's not a bad thing. He's a well, thin, you know pale man, so that's a really Yeah, and it's like, uh, what's that? Uh, well, he's also not an albino in real life. I know. Movie. I figured yeah. that part out. But well, though, uh, no. His um, son um, was in Crybaby. Mm. Do you remember Crybaby? Yeah, but I mean, who's his son? Okay, so in, in Crybaby, in their little gang, there's Johnny Depp, yeah. Tracy Lords, Hatchet Face, Ricky Lake, and the guy who's there. Oh, that's Billy really? Draco's son, yeah. Wow. And he was on Northern Exposure, that TV I show that. Yeah, uh, Billy Drago was in Untouchables, Remake of Hills of Eyes. Sandy Barron, who plays the the night the owner of the yeah. club, he was in Sid Nancy's and Targets. Again, all these great actors that me mentioning them does not make you make Vamp any more known yeah. than it. You know. Yeah. Uh, but of course, you know, the tagline was the movie was a comedy with bite, and of course, Grace Jones. Um, Grace Jones is the lead. She is the Salma Hayek before yeah. Salma Hayek. To the point where in From Death to Dawn, Salma Hayek does this entire dance without losing a shed of clothing at all. Yeah. And you've got, you know, the, the male audiences like in rap are enraptured. Like, oh my god, yeah. Grace Jones mm-hmm. in in Vamp, you know. Um Salma Hayek does have dialogue, but Grace Jones doesn't, does but Grace yeah. Jones doesn't need it. Yeah. yeah. Like she is so uh, I'm not gonna her say Grace. presence, I feel like no matter what she does is known. I, I think this movie works for Grace Jones because yeah. unlike Coney and the Destroyer, like I love Conan the Destroyer, but her some of her and her, I love her lines. Yeah. But part of the reason why they're so quotable is because they're so her delivery ridiculous, of them is so ridiculous. Yeah. We're like, as in Vamp, she doesn't have to say a fucking word. Yeah, she has and that it, laugh though, and then that's kind of perfect. Oh, it's great. Also, one of the best uh, I think the best strip dance scene. Like that's the best strip. Like she yeah. she did like yeah. an African fertility goddess. Yeah. Uh, on uh, mixing Keith Haring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like yeah. But it, was, it was all yeah. That was Keith Haring's work. Yeah. Was, mm-hmm. That entire sequence was that was his body paint that was yeah. his uh, that was his like that giant weird dude that yeah the throne. chair guy yeah, yeah. Um, um, also the creepy blue contacts with the full white face yeah because <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like I was like Grace Jones I, I was like watching it at this time and I was like has her eyes always been blue and I just never what? noticed it like, no, never <laughs> no I know that I know that but I was like it was so like 
Ah, um, but the way it works is Donald Bor- uh, Borshers or Borshers, he the producer, he produced Children of the Corn, a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff. He wants to make this movie. He goes to Richard Wank, who is the director, who since Vamp has gone on to be a screenwriter and done Expendables 2, Equalizer, oh, God. Equalizer 2. Equalizer was good. Equalizer 2's coming out. So. I know, I just saw a thing for it. I was like, oh, shoot. Well, the director of Vamp wrote it. That's um, funny. But he was like, you know, they were like, he's like, I got this idea. I want these kids to go to a strip club that are full of vampires. And so Richard Wank, he wasn't a huge horror fan, even though his short film Dracula uh, Bites the Big Apple is a horror comedy, but he mm-hmm. writes this mm-hmm. short film. It takes place in L.A. To kind of a, L.A. Downtown L.A. Yeah, which is accurate even still. <laughs> yeah, some of that, some of it was. Oh, but, yeah. the, you know, uh, to elaborate on the premise, they're going, they're trying to find a stripper. They decide to go to, you know, this place called the After Dark Club. Their mm-hmm. car takes this weird spin, and when it stops spinning, like, yeah. like they swerve out of the way, the car spins, when it stops spinning, they're in like a weird Twilight Zone-esque part of the city where they're, you know, there's vampires, and it's like, it's known that there's vampires because like the shop owner's like, yeah. all right guys, time to get out, it's After Dark, you know, it's and he's like, priest. Yeah. yeah, he's grabbing his cross, you know, yeah. uh, there's an albino gang. Well... It's ah. a gang with an albino leader. There's a few there's other a few, There's a few other albinos. albinos. But there's yeah. also two very attractive uh, yes. black yeah. women, and yeah. one of them has the most hysterical, <laughs> disgusting prosthetic teeth. Yeah, it, I, I agree. That I scene agree. is so good when she reveals her mouth. But all, <laughs> yes, but all the males in this movie, I mean, in this gang, are albinos. Yeah, yeah. Which it's is like, strange, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I, you wonder how that gang came about, but um, <laughs> yeah. that's a deleted scene I'm sure we'll never, ever see. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so they go to this club and, uh, Grace Jones is like the headliner. She's the, mm-hmm. she's the queen of Katrina. The, yeah. Katrina. And she, uh, and then kind of, you know, hilarity and horror ensues. There's a girl who's works there who has like some sort of connection to the, the lead character, uh, played by the kid from Meatballs. He doesn't know what her, her connection is. He doesn't, she, you know, she won't tell him. Which is my favorite device because it, it's the most pointless thing yeah. that's yeah. there yeah. and you're like, just t- just tell him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you she, thought yeah, She refuses to tell him yeah. why they know each other. I think, I think the, because the, 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 the idea is supposed to be like, maybe it's going to be a red herring that like, mm-hmm. she's, a, you know, and they really do play no, it's it that. For, it's, you know. It was for comedic purposes. But, yes, I agree where he's just like, Jesus, you could have just Done right there yeah. and there. This movie, who knows yeah. if any of this stuff would have happened? Because maybe they would be like, oh, hey, we know each other. And you're like, oh, you work at a strip club. Maybe you just want to come with us, do this thing. Maybe we can go on a date afterwards. Yeah. But no, this entire plot happens because she cannot fucking say, hey, we've known each other. Yeah. You know? Um, but I like the way the comedy is done in this movie because it's more of a, like, it's like there's the front absurdity and then they are also this, like, tip of the hat absurdity. Yeah. 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 Is, it's very stupid, but pretty fun yeah yeah it makes it still very current yeah. i feel like so like watchable oh yeah so grace jones was um nobody has a bad thing about this in this movie has a bad thing about saying working with grace jones mm-hmm. uh, uh for rehearsals pre-production she was like totally hands-on like, she was the one who came up with like yeah. i'm bringing keith herring in. i want to do like she she designed the dressing room like she was mm-hmm. really like there's fit- footage of her like you know like working with the director like doing test footage of like the the makeout scene where yeah. she like pins like robert yeah. Rustler down um, once the camera started rolling, again, nobody's, nobody's like, oh, she was horrible to work with because she was a bitch or she was a diva. No, they're like, no, we like Grace Jones. She was horrible to work with because she'd be nine hours late. Yeah. Um, she would show up to set and she was like, she lost her vibrator and was like, <laughs> where's my vibrator? And just like freaking out and yeah. like, um, one so of my, she was great to work with, but yeah, you but, been, but I think that's party, one, of, one of the producers out. says that one time she was so late that they sent somebody to go get her and they found her in bed with one of the other actors. So it's like, oh, great. Now you're Not late and this other person's late. My favorite story, though, is, um, you know, she's filming the scene with Robert Russler where, you know, um, she's pinning AJ. She's yeah. pinning him down to the, the couch and it's a seduction scene. And then she goes full vampire and like. You know, bites his throat and everything. And he's talking. He's describe. He was describing it, saying like, you know, she's like really. I mean, Grace Jones is strong, and she's like pinning his arm down and everything, and it's like hurting. And like she's like, you know, with the prosthetic, mm-hmm. she's like gnashing away at his neck, and he's like, he's like, he's like, tears are welling because I'm getting pain. And finally, I'm just like, I'm trying to like stay in character, and then I can't. And I just start screaming. Richard, the name of the director, you know. And he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm hurt. She's hurting me, and she just looks down. And she's like, 
You pussy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then there was uh, her going. Whatever. <laughs> there's her, the stories about her going to eighty yards. She went to you know even though she doesn't have any dialogue, she does all the grunts, all the yeah. you know the sound effects, and she goes to do ADR. And she's got all this like crazy jewelry on. It just keeps clanging. <laughs> and they're finally like, Grace, can you just can you get rid of the jewelry? Because it's like finally, so she just goes ADR completely naked. <laughs> ADR completely naked. Um, yeah. Like, uh, you're right. I should take everything you know off. Yeah. You want no sound? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it's funny because um, they wanted, uh, the director wanted Dee Dee Pfeiffer for the role that she plays, the, mm-hmm. the, the girl Allison, and um, the producer didn't. When Richard Wank wrote the screenplay, he didn't have a Grace Jones-type character in mind for Katrina, but the producer wanted Grace Jones, so their deal was, okay, fine. I get Grace Jones, you get Dee Dee Pfeiffer. And so everybody was happy. And yeah. nobody had any complaints afterwards because they were like, oh, Dee Dee Pfeiffer is great here. Grace Jones, like, I mean, yeah. the director was like, Grace yeah. Jones, you can't imagine anybody else doing that uh, afterwards. Um, the cinematography is, I think, is some of the best. It's, like, really surreal. Some of the best. It is surreal. It, I, I it do, is. It, it does look cool, and it has that, The like, pink real, and green. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say magenta wash. It, it is, well, also, it that is... Cool. Katrina's death scene yeah. is yeah. a very good scene. Except for that. Yeah. <laughs> that okay, so... Oh, you fuck. Yeah, so there's a great moment, at, you know, when, when Grace Jones dies, where, like... Because it's like, there's a, like, the way her skeleton burns and how the tar just sort of melts up yeah. is, is way beyond... Yeah, it's awesome. And it's awesome when her skeleton comes back for one second just to flip them off. Yeah. Except for the fact that if you look to the right, you'll see somebody's hand, like a prop guy's hand, holding up the skeleton hand. For like, half a second. Yeah, but well, once you see it, you can't. I know, I didn't notice it at first. And then you hey, somebody pointed out, pointed out like, to me. Oh, they tried. But uh, Elliot Davis was the cinematographer, and I, I do really like his cinematography because what I like about Vamp is that it, it feels like a weird, kind of like, almost like a, a, a f- comedic nightmare. You know, like... Yes, it's very much L.A., but it's also an L.A. that we're... You know, like I said, it's like nobody out in the streets. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's like these weird colors to it, you know. Um, Elliot Davis was, you know, he has gone on to do Out of Sight. He went on to go do your favorite movie, Twilight. This is <laughs> that's not a joke. This is not a joke. She... No, I, it is not my favorite movie. Yeah, right. I but gave, I did watch it. It's funny because uh, Mickey gifted me a Blu-ray player because I don't have one. And it also has access to Amazon Prime, and so the first movie I watched on it was Twilight. The best part about that entire thing is, and I know this because I reorganized her, her DVDs, she has Twilight on DVD. Yeah, I had to buy it. Yeah, but it you could have you could have watched your DVD, but and watched something else on Amazon I wanted Prime. To, I just saw it on there, and I was like, you know what, will be a good one. But <laughs> Elliot Davis directed, a, uh, did a cinematography for a movie called Tough Turf, which. When I had that night at Bigfoot, it was called oh, Tough Turf. The, uh, oh, fight, yeah. The fight. The, yeah, with uh, James Spader and Robert Downey yeah. Jr., which also had a scene shot at Coldest Beer in Town. Oh, yes? Yeah. Um, so, which is right around the corner from where we live. Uh-huh. So I was like, whoa, that place was still there, you know? Like, even then, it was. Well, that sign is that old, so. Yeah, that's not, yeah. Um, well, that's what I was saying, though, too, is that, um, kind of going back to what I was saying before, I, was, I, I do... I do like From Dusk Till Dawn, but I am frustrated by how this movie gets overlooked and From Dusk Till Dawn doesn't. Yeah, but it's a timing thing, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, some things just get left behind. You can't have everything be so poignant. No, I, I, I agree. But I do I do think, like, it's definitely borrowed. Yeah, but From Dusk Till Dawn suffers from... Um, well, you also have Clooney well, and you have Quentin Tarantino. Not that yeah. Grace Jones is in a... Uh, did Vamp flop or did it do well? It, it, it did. It, it just evened itself out. Okay. It wasn't. I mean, the '80s. That this might have been the problem too is that the '80s were actually a great decade for vampire films. Yeah, there were so many. Yeah, prior to this, you have Fright Night, and then you have this. And then shortly after, you have Near Dark, Lost Boys. Yeah. I mean, it was a big year, a big decade for vampire, vampire films and. Vampire comedies or horror comedies were actually becoming a bigger thing mm-hmm. than they had ever been. Again, Fright Night, this, Lost Boys. Well, I think because with vamps, it's, it's, it is a female lead as a vampire. Yeah. That might have worked against it in the In, in the, the 80s. 80s. <laughs> well, I also think, what, my thing with From Dusk Dawn is that as much as I like it, it kind of has the same problem that most Robert Rodriguez movies have, which is it it takes one good thing and then just hammers it through, you know, like uh, Planet Terror. Yeah. I love Planet Terror. I can't remember what happens in it because it's, it's, oh, how many different ways can we kill 
yeah. a yeah. zombie, you know, or whatever. And like, you know, that's in or Desperado or any of like, mm-hmm. it's like how they're all, he does these like crazy gun fight scenes where you're just like, after a while, it becomes so re- repetitive that you're like, same thing from Dusk of Dawn. There's no, once they dive into the plot, they never actually go into the characters. Whereas in no. this movie, I feel like it's grounded in a weird reality uh, where it feels like this main character is night from hell. Like, again, the, the albino gang. Like, he goes, there's a scene where he runs down all the things that have happened to him in that night. Yeah. And you're actually like, fuck, yeah, you yeah. know? And, like, the characters, like, the relationship between... Um, there wasn't a lack of continuity. Yeah, no. And, and But the relationship between, like, Keith and AJ or, or Chris Makepeace and, and Rob Wrestler is, like, actually believable. Mm-hmm. Like, A, I believe they've been friends for years. And that's why, and that's why the scene with AJ, where he's now a vampire, and he's, you know, yeah. Well, the opening fat initiation scene is a great fucking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but like, it's it's very character based. I mean, like, you even feel bad for Getty Watanabe's character, who's like such a fucking nerd Mm -hmm. that he has to pay people to hang out with Mm -hmm. him. But, you know, um, everything about these characters, there's, there's, it's grounded in a sense of reality. Whereas from Dust of Dawn, like, I don't really give a shit. It's fun. It's awesome. I love the music. I mean, for fuck's sake, they even have a Danny Trejo character mm-hmm. in this. The human pincushion guy yeah. is Danny Trejo. Yeah. You know, the Sandy Barron's character, the nightclub owner, is Cheech in From Dust yeah, of Dawn. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a... I mean, obviously, they're just exaggerated more, I feel like. But, enough. and I think my real problem with, with From Dust of Dawn is not so much that it's a ripoff or an homage or, or whatever or borrowed is that Quentin Tarantino is very quick to point out other movies that he borrows from. He's never, I've never heard but him it's go. not his movie. That's true. That's true, but he wrote it. Yeah. He's the writer. Like, There's the, this is his thing that he, they are, like, probably he's might have directed it, but I, like, I, like, it's definitely Tarantino yeah. saying this yeah. is the source. Yeah. This is what you should. And Tarantino's in it, and he wrote the character for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, I feel like that's so much more Tarantino than it is Rodriguez, mm-hmm. though Robert Rodriguez is, yeah. you know, is very much a part of it. But, um. I love Robert Rodriguez, but he should definitely not let Quentin be in his movies ever again. <laughs> right. Or, or, like, Quentin tell him how, what movies to make, you know? Um, but like you do, can't tell Quentin Tarantino not to put himself in his movies, but you sure for as fuck can be like, hey, yeah. Robert. Yeah. Cut yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, when Tarantino narrated Hateful Eight, I was like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, God. Um, like, oh, that's the best part about you. Your yeah. voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, a few standout scenes. I, I really like the dated soundtrack. I do. The rock, mm-hmm. You can hear Robert Palmer in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I fucking love, and I know I probably am the only one out of the three of us who did. I loved Sandy Barron's like intros, the strippers, oh, like yeah. like those builder, so like for the construction lady, uh, builder of major erections. Yeah. Uh, what was yeah. the one where he said her face isn't that great? Oh, uh, no, uh, not much upstairs, but what a staircase. Yeah. <laughs> um, Grace Jones obviously again doesn't yeah. have to say a fucking word, and she like. You know, you get everything mm-hmm. you need to get. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and then I really dig Sandy Barron's monologue at the end of the movie when he's talking to him and the whole like, um, you know, everybody who comes here is like the waste of humanity, yeah. and we get rid of him. Like, I like it because it kind of like the for a split second the movie shifts. Yeah, it gets really serious and really dark for a second, and then it comes right back around back to like kind of still being fun. Mm-hmm. But it's a really great monologue, and he's really good at it. Um, that Vamp is one of my one of my favorite '80s horror movies. Yeah, hands down. I've been wanting to do this one for a while. Um, piss poor advertising. Oh, of course, probably. I mean, uh, they were banking on Grace Jones, mm-hmm. but also I don't think Grace Jones was the the mainstream commodity that we wanted to believe that she was. You know, like I think if, like uh, people who love Grace Jones love Grace Jones. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing is that when you but the thing is that. People that don't like her are... Whew, yeah. They are... I mean, right. But there's also this the lack of not knowing her and... And nobody went to go see Conan the Destroyer to see yeah. Grace as Zula or whatever her name is. She's always, she's always had a niche market. It's always been... Yeah. People were cool or queer yeah. people or black yeah. people and that's just... She's definitely... Like, she's probably... My favorite part about her is that she upsets people. And how she fucks like her interviews are some of the best damn interviews. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I cannot imagine that press tour being the easiest. 
for anyone to But I do it. like the fact that, like, you can tell when you're watching this movie that she's totally into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she's not phoning it in. She's not, like, you know, she's not looking down, snubbing her nose at it. She's like, this is going to be fun. I'm going to get to... She wanted to be a monster. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. like... Um, like she was very much into doing this movie. It's just that she also liked to do it on her own time. Yeah, no, that makes sense. She's I fucking love her. She Which such, yeah, you and go, the movie she did after this, she did a great job in. Which Boomerang. <laughs> yeah, she did. I forgot about Boomerang. <laughs> All I can think of, after this, she does is, to my recollection, she does the Pee Wee Christmas special. Mm-hmm. She did, and then she does Boomerang. You're right, mm-hmm. and uh, with um, who else was in that? Uh, it was Eddie Murphy, Murphy, Robin Givens, right? Uh, oh yeah, Robin Givens. Tisha Campbell played the crazy neighbor. Um, but Grace Jones was the CEO yeah. of the company they worked for that was super aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you, I think that, like, you know, you know, you're a successful person. You're doing the thing you love and you're getting paid to do it. I think that's one uh, hallmark of success. I think the other hallmark is when you can be nine hours late to something mm-hmm. and nobody's mad at you. Like, they're annoyed that they're delayed, <laughs> but they don't, like, they're, they're not like, fuck Grace Jones. They're like, that's just Grace being Grace. She's nine hours. Have you ever been on a set? Like, being nine hours late is, yeah. like, being, like, three days late. And, exactly. And the fact that everybody's like, oh, yeah, it was annoying, but we don't hate her for it. It's like, she's doing something right. <laughs> you know? In other words, you learn to film other stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I guess we have to film all these other things before she and shows just, up. And just find her, make sure her vibrator is somewhere where she can find yeah. it. I love that. Well, honestly, they should have had, honestly, they should have yeah. vibrators. No, no, no. I think yeah. that was the thing, too, is they were describing, like, D.D. Pfeiffer was describing the whole thing, and it was like, it was not a vibrator that you just get, not some run, I mean, Grace Jones yeah, is not Yeah, it use, was, like, yeah. important. It was probably, like, you know, full of, like, encrusted with jewels and everything. Yeah. And like, you know. It was probably just an exact replica of the penis she likes the most. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I was like, Mold it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the cast. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of, I'm kind of, I, I'm kind of glad she doesn't say anything in this movie, not because I love her voice, and I love, and again, I love her in Conan, but like, it's just, I don't think they could have given her lines that weren't going to sound like, you, any line you give Grace Jones' character in this movie, it would have been like the... Here's the, the thing, I agree with you, except they should have utilized her laugh. Yes, yeah, I agree. They I have that, that one, is. but that, that yeah. was it. They need that multiple times. But that is, she has like this really powerful, she, she, The best fucking laugh. Yeah. She's, she's, she's on par with Vincent Price on yeah. the best fucking yeah. yes, yes. laugh. Yeah, she does. And you, it should be utilized as much as possible. As a matter of fact, I think she should be villains in movies now. Yeah. Only laugh. laughing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, I, I mean, she's still got it. She's yeah. still, you know, she's still, I mean, and it's not like you can't have her play a villain that has like, does some like physical activity because she would have she, been a great Maleficent instead yeah. of An- Angelina Jolie. Grace I mean, Jones should have been Maleficent, and that would have been a life changer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean the only thing that Vamp doesn't have going for it is they could have had like Grace Jones on a fucking hula hoop. Yeah, just like zipping <laughs> oh. around the sewers on, on a hula hoop and like fucking taking people out left and right and laughing. So yeah, I mean, if you're gonna remake Vamp, yeah. If you yeah. if you want to utilize Grace Jones for her full ability, yeah, <laughs> and she'll do it too. She'll be nine hours late, but she'll still she'll still um, you know she'll hula hoop herself around mm-hmm. set and well, you know and swing her vibrator around and <laughs> look if you keep the vibrators and the right drugs nearby, she will yeah, always just... be on time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love. If her. you're like okay, we got unshucked oysters and all the drinks you need, yeah. she will show up <laughs> and she's gonna do her stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the movie? I really liked it. I this is the first time I saw Vamp. Yeah. I, I, I obviously know of her like the the performance because you know I have the internet. Yeah. And uh, anything you look up of hers, you know, you can find it. But it is still really funny. It is really campy. I enjoyed it. I probably enjoyed it like one of the most movies that uh, we've covered. We've covered, yeah. Yeah. Um, it is still good. You know, I feel like I could watch it again and. Good. Because now you have a Blu-ray player and you, yeah. can get the, you can get the fat, you get the fancy Watch arrow. Twilight. TV, yeah, uh, Solomon, you've already seen it. No, I've seen this like the fifth time. Yeah. now in my life. I loved it when I was a kid. Solomon, I watched it in the nineties, and yeah. I loved it as an adult. So I, I'm set. You can, yeah. I can never be unhappy watching it. Yeah, it's a great movie, and I recommend checking it out. And um, I'm gonna, I, I guess we should wrap because we've been going on oh, for yeah. an hour. Well, shout out to uh, we talked about this movie, the app. Listen, it's a great app. It's. Obviously, you have to pay for everything, but there's, like, a seven-day free trial, and I recommend signing up and watching anything you can. 
and then it's like a 30-day curated um, film type, and a lot of them are just like obscure from other countries, uh, or they're like submissions for festivals and stuff. So I've watched probably like six movies and shorts so far since I've had it, which is only a few days. I'm still in my trial period, and I'm obsessed with it, so shout out to Movie um, for that. Yeah. It's a cool app. I'll show it to you after. Shout out to our uh, friend CJ. Also on Instagram is Video Nasty eighty seven for his awesome Winston versus Candyman. Oh my Candyman. god, it was so good. Um, uh, buddy Diego also on Instagram is Versus Wednesday for his Poltergeist two thing that he did that was better than the actual movie Poltergeist two. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's not hot. That's not. No, it's not. But the artwork was really good. Um, it was. It was like I said. It was better than. That might the be movie. our worst movie. Yeah, that is hands down the worst movie we've covered. Um, and then. Um, you know, check out us. Check us out on Instagram. Tell your friends to check us out on Instagram. Tell all your friends. I know. I get I get messages from friends telling leave me that other reviews. friends, but like yeah, go online, leave us Talk reviews. Talk to us. We like it. Yeah, um, <laughs> Solomon. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, we're gonna go get pie now. That's yeah. what, that's we're our thing. House of Pies. You wanna come? Yeah, no, you're you're. That'd be a weird thing for us. Like, sorry, but just for us. Jesse, you're not coming. Yeah, fuck off. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye. Did you ever have one of those nights? Hey, where are we going? Ah, doesn't matter. What counts is that you're my buddy. <laughs> my day didn't start off too well. We be looking for ya. Are we chumpy tonight? And then, it got worse. We're here. And then, gentlemen, I give you Katrina. You're just what I'm looking for. Why don't you pick on us? What's a mistake? It was a little error there, a little communication error. I'm sorry. Uh oh. Let's just get out of here. This is not really happening. Hello, baby. God, you look awful. What happened to you? I was nearly hung. I got into a fight with a psychotic albino. I ate a cockroach, my best friend disappeared, and then I'm nearly assassinated by a runaway elevator. Anyone can have an off night? This is fantastic! Comedy with bite. And of course, Grace Jones. <laughs>